and gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the Steam and Wise Guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! And now, let's get it on! Against the Spread Winning Picks with Mark Lawrence! Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're all set to go against the spread on this weekend's college and pro football cards. And what a time it is right now in the world of college football and the NFL as well. Victor, welcome back to the show. And I think the first thing maybe uh, we'll, we'll hit on is these college football playoff poll rankings that come out this week. I know there wasn't a whole lot of upheaval in the poll rankings, but nonetheless, it's a lot of talking points to be had. Absolutely, Mark. Uh, a good rebound for our respective services over the weekend as well. Uh, a weekend uh, that was, let me see here, profitable for you, Cincinnati and Nebraska on Saturday, Carolina Panthers on Sunday. Our service released uh, three NFL overs on uh, Sunday, and that was a profitable two and one, including that Carolina Green Bay game that we talked about last week on the show and Speedy came through with his underdog game of the week on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if it's a Wednesday morning, Mark, we're going to talk about the rankings that were released, the CFP rankings, college football playoff rankings. Uh, they they make a big hoopla releasing the rankings every Tuesday night now on ESPN and dropping from the rankings, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and Toledo based on losses last week. New to the rankings this week, Navy, that's another AAC team, Temple's back in again, and so is North Carolina. The Tar Heels have, looks like, locked up a trip to the uh, championship game there in the ACC conference. But we're probably going to want to discuss, uh, oh, the first four to six teams. And as you mentioned, not a big shakeup. Uh, my take uh, very, very quickly, the big three, and that's Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. Of course, uh, Notre Dame coming in at number four. They basically kind of control their own destiny. If they all win out, they're all going to be in. That's Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. So that would basically be uh, my first take. My second take I just mentioned is that the American Athletic Conference is definitely flexing their muscles these days. And if you remember at the beginning of the season, the Pac this was supposed to be a great year for the Pac-12 Conference. Well, guess what? The Pac-12 has three teams in the top 25 of the CFP rankings. The AAC has actually got four teams now with Navy joining Memphis, Temple, and number 24, Houston. So uh, an overachieving season for that league, for sure. My third take, Mark, would be that uh, look out for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, you know, a lot of people in the Midwestern portion of the country are saying that Iowa should actually be ranked higher than Ohio State. And they would have a good argument, I would think. There, Iowa already has two wins against top 25 CFP teams. The Buckeyes have no wins. And, of course, their schedule is backloaded as they'll face some tough ones in the second half of the season. But one can easily make a point that maybe it should be Iowa in the top four instead of Ohio State. My final take is the Big 12 Conference. Uh, some are saying they're still not getting respect. Now, granted, there's basically a round-robin tournament that's going to be playing out over the next three weeks for the Big 12 Conference. But I don't know, no respect, that might be a little bit too harsh. Remember Baylor, 
as good as they've been this season with their undefeated record. They've only uh, played the 94th ranked toughest schedule this season. So we'll see what the, the committee obviously wants to see them beat somebody of note, despite how impressive they've been on the field thus far. And we'll be, of course, you know, talking in our game of the week in college football. But my takes there from the uh, college football playoff rankings, Mark, and I'd be interested to hear what your uh, take is. Well, my first opinion here, Victor, was looking at the CFP rankings that the Southeast Conference trails the Big Ten and has equally as many teams in the poll as does the Big 12 with only four entrants. So the Southeast Conference appears to be diminishing as the Mm. season goes on. And a lot of that could be because of this head-to-head wars that they have to play amongst each other, much like, as you mentioned, the round robin that the Big 12 will be incurring here in the next couple of weeks or so. So only four Southeast Conference teams, I think that they're a little bit disappointed that way. The Big 10 now has six entrants inside the rankings, and uh, justifiably so. I mean, you take a look at, I think Northwestern is deserving to be in these rankings. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, they beat a pretty decent Penn State football team last week, and uh, you know, Michigan... Yeah, exactly right. And Stanford early on in the football season, that Stanford win goes a long, long way toward uh, gaining uh, admittance, if you will, into the poll here. And uh, Notre Dame uh, also, I think, is a little bit uh, worthy of mention here. The Fighting Irish, you take a look at maybe arguably that uh, their schedule, their their victories this year haven't been against any teams that are top 25 worthy uh, they did take a close loss to clemson the top ranked clemson tigers and i think you know that obviously weighed well southern cal was a, a good victory but they they don't appear in the poll but uh, what will be pivotal for notre dame will be their season ending game at stanford i think that's where they can pick up mm-hmm. uh pick up uh, valuable points and maybe barge in and stay in that fourth slot for notre dame so if they can stay perfect take down stanford in the end they could end up like i say crashing the party and getting in to the final four. Uh, and again, my other observation here is hats off to the AAC. You mentioned four teams that are in the top 25 and uh, well, job well done. Uh, Navy has done a, a terrific job this football season here. And, you know, their biggest win was obviously, I think last week, uh, yeah. when, you know, when they won, uh, went in and knocked off uh, an undefeated Memphis football team. That was a big feather in their cap. And, uh, you know, they've got some tough games on the road. I mean, they only got one more home game left as Navy. So they're going to have to take care of business away. They have a road game at Houston. So that will obviously remain to be determined whether or not they're going to stay in the poll. But uh, all in all, I think the rankings are pretty justified. Uh, I think the Big 12 does get a little bit of a slight here. But as you say, you know, they haven't really played anybody. And I think this round robin here will determine the fate of the Big 12 conferences. Let's move it over now, Victor, the NFL side of things, if we will. And coming into this week, we now have three 8-0 and undefeated football teams in the National Football League as we've now met the halfway point. Some teams uh, played that all eight games is the minimum for these teams so far. And three undefeated teams right now, and I know these undefeated teams right now are all have Super Bowl aspirations. Victor, your take on the first half of the National Football League season this year. Absolutely. Well, let me see here. From a uh, side play perspective, dogs and favorites, pretty good week for the dogs last week. They went 7-6 and six in the NFL. On the season now, Slight lean toward the underdog, 64, 57, and 5. That is the ATS record for NFL underdogs. Uh, 12 and 5 ATS when playing off a straight up favorite loss. That's been their best situational role that applied to the Indianapolis Colts last week. And of course, a 
pulled off that home stunning win against the Denver Broncos to retain their lead in the AFC South with a 4-5 and five overall record. Uh, one thing I've noted in regards to the NFL here at the halfway point, Mark, the week of rest has done wonders for NFL teams this year. Uh, teams coming in off their bye week have gone 13-5 and five against the spread this season. That's 72% against the spread. These teams have gone a perfect 6-0 and oh when playing off a straight-up and ATS win in the game before their bye and falling into that 6-0 and oh, uh, category this week are actually three different teams who come in off their bye, the Arizona Cardinals, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Houston Texans on Monday night. It appears, Victor, like you say, the bye week has done wonders for football teams this year, and I think it's especially true for losing teams. I feel the bye week gives losing teams a chance to put their game plan back in order. You couple that with the fact that teams tend to play down to the level of losing teams, uh, especially as we get in the second half of the football season, and it also helps them in their point spread wars. We'll keep an eye on those three teams that are coming off those straight-up and ATS wins, as you mentioned, a perfect 6-0 and this season. I also did an article for the USA Today Sports Weekly this week, and my article was about NFL teams at the midway point of the football season. And what I basically did was issued report cards on every team, and the report cards were plain and simple, just based upon how many wins they have this year at the halfway point, as opposed to how many wins they had last year at the halfway point. And if you take a look at then and now, the teams that have improved the most from halfway point to halfway point have been the Carolina Panthers, picked up five wins this season as opposed to where they were last year. And you have on their tails four win improvement teams, the Atlanta Falcons, the New York Jets, and the Oakland Raiders. On the flip side, the teams have declined the most from halfway to halfway points in the past two seasons, leading the pack, the Detroit Lions, a playoff team last year. They've slipped four games from last year to this year. And at three games apiece on the heels of the Detroit Lions are the Cleveland Browns, the San Diego Chargers, and the Baltimore Ravens. So we'll see whether or not these teams can uh, improve their situation or their status or give it back. And let's talk about improving and giving back to the spread thus far this football season through eight games. Cincinnati Bengals have been the best team in the league at 7-0-1 to the spread. Minnesota Vikings at 7-1 to the spread. Minnesota goes hand-in-hand with their improvement and their point spread record. On the flip side, as you'd imagine, the two biggest money burners, the Detroit Lions at 1-7 to the spread and the Baltimore Ravens nipping at their heels at 1-6-1. So we'll keep an eye on all of that. And if you haven't yet downloaded a copy of the USA Today Sports Weekly, I would encourage you to do so. Not only my articles are in there, but also great comprehensive information on the college and NFL football side of things and the world of sports. That's all inside the USA Today Sports Weekly. Don't you go away. When Victor and I come back, we're going to tear down our college football game of the week, and we've got a beauty inside the Big 12 Conference That and a whole lot more to come here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. A 
attention, sports fans. It's time to get in on all the football action at mybookie.ag. This industry-leading website is renowned for having the best odds and more betting options than any other sports book online. This is why Mark Lawrence only endorses mybookie.ag. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Get the odds you want and the fast payouts you need guaranteed. That's mybookie.a as in Apple and G as in games. Tell them Mark Lawrence sent you. Only the biggest. Only the best. Only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. Attention all serious football fans. If you follow the best football newsletters in the nation, now you can get them all at the all-new Playbook Newsletter Superstore. One visit allows you to download the best publications in the nation, including The Gold Sheet, Victor King's NFL Totals Tip Sheet, PointWise, Sports Reporter, The Playbook, Power Sweep, The Logical Approach, The Green Sheet, and The Gridiron Gold Sheet. Check it out now at PlaybookSuperstore.com or download your weekly newsletters on the all-new Playbook Cube. That's every major football newsletter on the market today. Now available at PlaybookSuperstore.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're going against the spread on this week's college and NFL football cards. And it's time for our college football game of the week. We're going to go inside the Big 12 Conference with the big marquee showdown between Oklahoma and Baylor. Victor, your take on the Sooners and the Bears this Saturday. Absolutely. This is one of those crucial Big 12 round-robin kind of games that we talked about in the early portion of the show. Of course, you know, Baylor, they still have a legit chance to reach the four-team playoff if they can run the table undefeated. Uh, meanwhile, Oklahoma, they may be playing as good as any team in college football. I can't believe their only loss was that shocking loss uh, against the Texas Longhorns a couple of weeks ago. They may have a case if they finish the year with just the one out-of-conference loss and run the table in conference play here. because Basically, we can count this game as a uh, de facto elimination tilt if you will, in regards to the over-under line, it opened 78. It's gone down a point to 77, and that's where I jumped in myself and played a little bit on the over. And if you do care to join me on the over in this game, I would advise you to make your play probably as soon as possible. One can easily see this game heading up into the uh, perhaps low 80s by the time we get to the kickoff at 8 o'clock p.m. on Saturday night. Given the tendency for over-under lines, particularly high over-under lines, to go up on game day, uh, you may want to jump in and grab a little bit of a piece of the over as early as possible in the week. In, in terms of over-under results on the season, Baylor comes in 5-3 and over-under. They have gone 3-1 and one to the over in their home games this year, of course, this one is at home. Their average over-under line has been 75 and a half points. And their average score, 82.4. So the av- average Baylor game has gone over the total by almost a full touchdown. At plus 6.9 points per game, you know what you're getting with Baylor. You're getting the number one scoring offense in all of college football, 57.4 points per game. You're getting the number one overall offense. In college football, 665.6 yards per game. Simply amazing. Now, there was concern 
that when Seth Russell went down, that the team might go down itself in terms of offense. Well, freshman Jarrett uh, Stidham, he did a pretty good job picking up his fallen comrade, uh, throwing for, what, 419 yards last week and three touchdowns in that win against Kansas State. On the flip side, you've got Oklahoma. They're even a better over team than Baylor is this year at 6-3 and three over under on the season for Oklahoma. Average line, 61.5 points, and their average score is 64.4. So they have gone over the total by about a field goal per game, plus 2.9. We mentioned a Baylor as the number one scoring offense. Well, Oklahoma's number three at 46.3 points per game, and they are also the number six overall offense at 549.3. Uh, total yards per game on offense. According to the odds makers, the point spread and the over-under line, the predicted final score is Baylor 40, Oklahoma 37. Baylor, sharp over-under players already know that they are the best home over team in all of college football. In the last eight years, they've gone over the total 73% of the time at home. 37 overs, only 14 unders. One tie. They've also gone uh, 73% over the total when playing winning opponents. 25 and 9 to the over for Baylor against greater than 500 opponents. Oklahoma, uh, they saved their overs for conference play. They've gone over the total 74% of the time in conference games, 23, 8, and 1 over under. Oklahoma, a pretty good team on the road in regards to overs. Nine and three over under their last 12 road games. Nine and three to the over their last 12 games in the month of November. Now, this is one of those no blowout situations. Sometimes in Big 12 play, when you get one of these big favorites, they're favored by 28 points or more. They tend to take their foot off the gas pedal in the second half of the game, and the game ends up going out of the total. That's obviously not going to be the case here. No blowouts in this one, not with a point spread of two and a half to three points currently. No resting starters in the second half in this game. We're basically probably talking balls to the wall for 60 minutes. A low point spread basically means some sort of back and forth type thing. Maybe the last team with the ball wins the game. Who knows? Either way, Mark, uh, I think it's going to be a very, very enjoyable game. I've already played a little bit on the over. We may play a little bit more as we get closer to the weekend. But if you do care to join me, get your play in as soon as possible at a actually decent number right now of 77 points. Victor King expects the scoreboard operator to be placing a lot of light bulbs in this football game. He goes over the total for his side between the Baylor Bears and the Oklahoma Sooners. Oklahoma comes into this contest having struggled against Baylor in the series, just one and five to the spread the last six meetings. But the last 10 games when they played in Waco at Baylor, they've cashed in seven of those 10 meetings have the Oklahoma Sooners. A rare role for Oklahoma, Bob Stoops, if you will, that being a big 12 dog, big 12 dogs of seven or less when Oklahoma is in that particular role. They've gone nine and three to the spread. And speaking about Bob Stoops, he's been excellent in his career with Oklahoma, not only overall, but especially in revenge games. When his team has had revenge, he's gone 23-6 and six straight up. He plays with revenge from each of the last two losses. You can rest assured Bob Stoops will have his football team focused not to take three losses in a row to the Baylor Bears. Baylor comes in here with playing with this no-respect card 
chip on their shoulder from the CFP rankings, the number six team in the rankings, despite this awesome, impressive record that they've started with the football season here. And as Victor mentioned here, this is the first of the round-robin games, and the winner of this is going to benefit mightily inside the polls. And in fact, the winner of this just might crash into the top four. I don't know if Oklahoma will make that big of a jump, but Baylor will certainly, I think, if they win this football game. Uh, and also, as Victor mentioned, this will be the second game for quarterback Jared Stidham, who, by the way, when he was recruited, was a higher recruit tout, touted than was Seth Russell. And it, for the starting job, it came down to a very, very close decision as to who was going to start this year, Russell or Stidham. So they really haven't lost a lot with him. But my concern is when you have a quarterback that comes in for the first time to rally around a team, the team generally plays well around him as well, and you get a good, solid effort. The second game, is where the determining factors come in, whether or not this quarterback is all what is expected to be and the pressures of now realizing he has assumed the role of a full-time starter. This powerful offense for Baylor comes in here, number one ranked not only in points scored, but also yards uh, produced on the football field here. But when I dig deep into the football game inside our midweek alert newsletter, the thing that stands out to me the most is the defense. Oklahoma comes in with 60 yards a game, the better defense in this contest. And since that stunning loss at Oklahoma State, when they were double-digit favorites and lost the game, their only loss of the year, Bob Stoops has had his foot on the pedal for this football team. They've gone 4-0 straight up and against the spread their last four football games, having held three of those four opponents to season-low yards defensively, while winning the games an average of 381 yards in each of those four football games. So you might say Oklahoma right now for four might be playing a titch better than Baylor, but the odds makers feel this will be, a, as it comes down to the wire, maybe a perhaps a whoever scores last type football game. I'm going to side to the Oklahoma Sooners in this contest here because of their form and their defense. I'll play Oklahoma plus the points against Baylor for my side in this football game. Don't go away. When we come back, Victor and I, we're going to tear down the National Football League game of the week. We've got a dandy non-conference matchup. We'll hop out to Las Vegas and catch the Vegas vibe from Andy Isco as he brings it up to speed on what's going on in Las Vegas this weekend when we come back with more here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread. There is only one football newsletter on the market today, documented number one win percentage, and it's the Playbook Football Newsletter. Playbook has the top win percentage of all football newsletters in the nation, according to the Phil Steele Power Sweep Newsletter Contest. Only Playbook has best bets, wise guys contest picks, awesome angles, and incredible stats, plus complete analysis write-up on every college and NFL game, along with Victor King's NFL Over-Under Trends and Mark Lawrence's weekly Bet You Didn't Know column, as seen in the USA Today Sports Weekly. Get your weekly Playbook football newsletter online at playbook.com and get every edge imaginable this football season. That's the weekly Playbook football newsletter, available now at playbook.com. Hey, sports fans, football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at MyBookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. 
What are you waiting for? Come join mybookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. Welcome back to everybody. Mark Lawrence along with Victor King. We're going against the spread on this week's College of Pro Football card. It's time for our National Football League Game of the Week. We're going to hop on to a non-conference clash when mighty New England, the Patriots, invade the Big Apple to take on the New York Giants. Victor, your take on this New York Giant-New England Patriots showdown on Sunday. This is definitely the NFL Game of the Week. Uh, if you ask me, uh, nothing else comes close and we're also going to be using this play as our uh, free play of the week, Mark, and I'll have a little bit more over under uh, ammunition, if you will, on the back end of the uh, show. But uh, we're going to be going over the total. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't. And uh, I, I know it's pretty easy for any gambler to say, hey, let's bet the over and root for a lot of points to be scored by both teams. But at least, you know, a decent handicapper is going to bring a little bit of over under ammunition to back him up. Uh, he's going to help him state his case a little bit more. And we do have a little bit here. The line open at 54. has gone up a half point as we speak to 54 and a half. Like our college football game, this game could very easily get into the 56s or 57s once we get to Sunday. So, again, if you are going to be joining us on the over in this particular game, you're going to want to play it as early as, po- as possible in the week. Uh Totals handicapping 101 says you bet your overs as early in the week as possible and you bet your unders as late in the week as possible. Now, granted, this has been a pretty low-scoring series, actually. If we include playoff games between these two teams, the series has actually gone 1-5 and five over under the last six. Uh, just in the regular season games, the last four, these two teams have played against each other. Those games have gone 1-3 and three over under. Uh, the Giants 6-3 and over-under on the season. 67% of their games have gone over the total. That does include 3-1 and one to the over at home, where they, of course, are playing this week in the late afternoon kickoffs. The Patriots are a 4-4 four and four over-under team. That's a little bit surprising. At one point, they were 4-2. and two, But in their last two games, they've basically you know taken their foot off the gas a little bit in the second and a half. Uh, with blowouts against Miami and against Washington. So they really had no reason to maintain that quick tempo of play in the second half of those games, holding those two teams to 10 points or less in those two particular wins. So you can kind of at least understand why the Patriots are currently four and four over under on the season. Uh, Obviously when I get into our database, the first place to query has got to be, let's take a look at the high over under line and, In the last three seasons in the NFL, non-division games with an over-under line of 54 or more points have gone 9-1 to the over, and that's in games 2 through 11 of the season. The one uh, blemish was the game this season in which the over-under line was higher than the current line of 54.5 was in week 1 when Philadelphia and Atlanta had an over-under line of 55. That was in the Monday night football doubleheader in the first week of the season, and that game ended up going under the total. But anyway, 9-1 and one to the over last three years, non-division games in the NFL, 
over underline of 54 or more in game 11 or less. And in fact, the average combined points in these games has been 67.8. Nice gaudy number there. Now, of course, uh, during our NFL portion earlier in the show, Mark touched on the fact that the Patriots are one of the three unbeaten teams left in the league. And this comes from the database as well. It's 9-1 and one to the over since 2007, including a perfect 5-0 and oh in the last five seasons. And it's game five or greater undefeated non-division favorites of greater than five points. That's the Patriots versus any winning opponent, an opponent with a winning percentage of over 500, like the first place New York Giants have. Next up for the Patriots after this big, big game is actually another uh, primetimer. They're going to be uh, playing a Monday Night Football showdown against the Buffalo Bills after this particular week. And that's usually a good sign for a high-scoring outcome. 26-7 and over under all NFL teams before a Monday division home game. And we note that favorites, like the Patriots, in this situation have actually gone a perfect 14-0 and to the over for the Giants. Uh, we can't ignore that. It's one of these uh, let it all hang out kind of weeks. We've touched on this situation uh, a couple of times in the last few episodes of the podcast here, where teams who have a bye week upcoming in the NFL, they tend to let it all hang out. And there's uh, significantly more overs than unders. This has gone 9-1 and one over under since the 2008 season. All non-division underdogs like the Giants before their bye week when the over-under line is on the high side of greater than 48 points. So, Mark, we're definitely uh, playing a little bit on the over in this particular game. We've got a little bit more over-under ammo that we'll mention on the last uh, portion of the show. I'm anxious to see which way you're going to be going in regards to the side but let's get your play in at 54 and a half before it goes up to 56 or 57 and play a little bit of value on a high-scoring shootout in the Meadowlands. Victor King goes over the total in the Patriots-Giants football game Sunday. Once again, looking for another well-lit scoreboard in that game. The New England Patriots come into New York with triple revenge on their mind. The last three times they've taken on the Giants, they've taken it on the chin all three games, two of which were Super Bowl losses. So you know it's not going to be hard for Bill Belichick to motivate his football team in hopes of keeping that unbeaten, perfect 8-0 record streak alive coming in here. You've also got the Tom Brady chip on his shoulder aspect at work here right now, and it appears it's working excellently for New England this football season here as they're winning and dominating football games. They bring in the number one ranked offense uh, scoring-wise into the league, number three overall offensively in yardage into this contest. And if there's one series in which Tom Brady has struggled against, it's the New York Giants. And that goes hand-in-hand with the New York Giants' triple revenge record coming into this contest here. Tom Brady just 2-3 and three straight up and 1-4 and four to the spread in his five games that he started against the New York Giants in the National Football League. On the flip side, Eli Manning has excelled at games against the New England Patriots. He's gone 3-1 and one straight up and 4-0 and oh to the spread in his four starts against the Patriots. And in fact, Eli Manning against the AFC East has been outstanding in his career. How about 10-1 and one straight up? 8-2-1 to the spread is Eli Manning in games against the AFC East. The biggest concern for New York obviously has to be their defense, the worst defense in the National Football League, allowing 432 yards a game. It has to be the biggest concern. They've also been outstated 
each of the last four football games in a row. So some way, somehow, they're going to have to find a way to hold down this top-scoring New England Patriot football team, game plan-wise, from Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning. I think the bottom line to me in this football game comes from the, our Bet You Didn't Know article contained in this week's Playbook Football Newsletter. We call it Darling, Be Home Soon. And the way it works is we want to play against any non-division road favorite in the National Football League who's on the road after having played three successive home games in a row. These non-division road favorites are just 15, 34, and 4 to the spread that will work against the New England Patriots in this football game. And you couple that with the fact that the last six times the New York Giants have been home dogs against undefeated teams, they've gone 5-1 and one to the spread in those six football games. I have to take the points in this contest. If this game were three or less, I probably would beg off, but at a touchdown or better, I have to grab New York Giants plus the points for my side in this football contest. And with that, it's time to hop out to Las Vegas now to check on the Vegas vibe to find out what's going on in Las Vegas. And with that, we join our good friend Andy Isco from TheLogicalApproach.com. Andy, how's everything going for you in Las going Vegas? Going great as we approach the second half of the season. I heard you and Victor talking before about the Patriots and Giants game. Figures to be the game of the week with the most intrigue, as you point out, many, many reasons to uh, like the New York Giants. But uh, let's see if that chip on the shoulder of Tom Brady continues this week. It'll be fascinating to watch. It sure will. I know it's, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't hard for us to pick out a, a National Football League game of the week to talk about that particular contest here, and uh, we'll see whether or not that giant defense can all of a sudden find a way to play a little bit of defense and try and hold Tom Brady down. I know it'll probably be anticipated-wise one of the most heavily played games in Las Vegas this week if for no other reasons and the Patriots are involved in that contest here. And Andy, speaking about contests, the Superbook contest is well into the second half right now portion of the season, and it appears, I've heard, that it appears to be that the leader is beginning to separate himself from the pack. I believe last week when we spoke, the edge that the uh, first-place team had over the second-place team was a point and a half. We use a point system for this contest with each uh, point spread winner counting for a full point, each point spread push counting for a half point. Well, the leaders last week had been fa- uh, phenomenal with a record of 32 out of 40 possible points, 80%. They went 5-0 and this past week. They are now 36-7-2. That's 37 points equates to 82.2%. That's a lead of 3.5 points, which is almost a full week's lead over the nearest competition. A total of 62 players are currently tied for the top 50 in ties, which are the paying positions, in order to be in the final 17 uh, paying positions, which is actually tied for places 46 through 50. So in order to cash, you have to have 29 points right now, which is a shade under 65% for the season, a little bit lower than it was last week. And we expect to see that continue as the field uh, continues to spread out a little bit. Don't know that the winners will be able to maintain the pace that they've had, but that's been a phenomenal pace thus far. As far as the consensus plays, worst week of the season last week. In fact, the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night bailed out the consensus from going an imperfect 0-5. The Eagles' victory put the consensus last week at 1-4. And And we've documented in previous weeks how the consensus has fared at various stages of the season. In weeks 1 through 4, 15-5, a phenomenal start, 75%. Weeks 5 through 8, the following four weeks, 
8, 10, and 2, just 45%. Last week's 1 and 4 brings the consensus results for the season through the first nine weeks to 29, excuse me, 24, 19, and 2. Total of 25 out of a possible 45 points, resulting in a overall percentage of 55.6% for the consensus. So we're seeing the consensus starting to slip a little bit, certainly compared to the first four weeks, as we are seeing the paying positions slip, but we're not seeing the leaders showing any sign of weakness. Andy, a little bit head-scratching given the fact that the consensus goes 1-4, and four, yet the leader goes 5-0. and oh. I don't know if the leader is, uh, is a contrarian-type handicapper. It appears to be that uh, whatever method he has is working. 82.2%. That's phenomenal, just picking games on a straight-up basis, let alone against the spread. So I'm with you. I don't think that pace can continue for the leader at 82.2%. And I have to feel that perhaps maybe teams that are uh, down to the 20 spot might give him a little bit of a push or a little bit of a, a run before the end of the contest. Uh, Andy, I know Victor's got a question on the show he'd like to ask you, and, be, and when he does, I also want to check with you on the line moves that have happened from Jay Cornegree on last week's sendouts, if you will. Victor, I know that question you want to run by Andy. Yeah, my question was in the one NFL game in which I have not seen a definitive point spread or over underline Minnesota, Oakland. Of course, Minnesota, this great under team this year, one and seven over under. They've done it with defense. Oakland on the flip side being one of the better over teams. Andy, have you seen or do what do you anticipate the what the over underline let alone the point spread is going to be. I know it's uh, tied into the probably the Teddy Bridgewater information, but uh, have you seen any sort of a line in regards to that game? Yeah, the, the word earlier in the week was that Teddy Bridgewater had passed the first stage of the concussion protocols, but there are several stages that will be administered to him throughout the week. So the expectation right now seems to be somewhat questionable because the lines that I have seen at the few places that have this game on the board have Oakland a three-point favorite, which does seem a little bit high if Teddy Bridgewater were to play for the Minnesota Vikings. I would have made Oakland maybe a very slight one-point favorite. It does appear that Oakland is a much improved team over last year, so the favoritism at home is somewhat justified, but at the same time, Minnesota is also a much improved team over last year. As far as the over-under, I've seen a couple of places put up uh, lines that uh, have very low limits right now, right around 44, which is slightly below the league average total points this year, which is hovering right around 46 uh, total points, so they're expecting a little bit more of an under flavor on this game. Uh, the Minnesota defense having that advantage going up against the uh, the Oakland offense. So I would imagine once the uh, status of Bridgewater is uh, confirmed, we'll see Oakland be favored regardless. It's just a question of whether it'll be right around three. And I would imagine we'll see the total probably around 44. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of an upside on that total with the uh, tremendous play early on of the Oakland Raiders offense with uh, Derek Carr and his two great young, re- well, his young receiver in uh, uh, Amari Cooper and his veteran receiver and Michael Crabtree both having outstanding seasons. Andy, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, if what if and when they do announce Teddy Bridgewater plays in this football game, I think there's only one direction this line could go, and that would have to be down. I just can't see Oakland moving up. The only possibility that they could move up is if he's not in the lineup, but once he does, if there is a street line of three out there, I would expect this line to come down to maybe one or even possibly pick by Sunday. Would you agree? 
Oh, to, to, I totally agree. In fact, uh, the, the places that have the three up there seem to suggest that uh, Bridgewater will be uh, uh, will be sidelined or at least uh, not expected to see much action, if at all, even though he passed the first stages of the protocol. And uh, I personally had this game pick him. In fact, if you go back, since we're about to talk about the line moves, and we can go back to what this game was priced at last week. Minnesota, of course, coming off of a hard-fought 21-18 win over the uh, St. Louis Rams and of course uh, Oakland uh, with their outstanding performance uh, the other day. This game was last week a pick'em, so maybe a slight adjustment because of Oakland's performance uh, in, in in their uh, in, in their game as opposed to Minnesota's struggle. Perhaps Minnesota struggling at home, but I certainly would expect if Bridgewater plays, Oakland to be no more than a one-point favorite. Andy, in that regard, talking about those lines that Jay Cornegay sent out for week number 10 in the Superbook, did you see any major adjustments that have settled between then and now and this week? Well, there are only two significant moves that I can uh, really point to. Well, let's go maybe a third. Let's talk with the St. Louis uh, Rams. Uh, they were last week a seven-point home favorite over the Chicago Bears. The Rams, in a defensive struggle, lost 21-18 in overtime to uh, Minnesota on Sunday. When that line came up after that game uh, was concluded and Chicago had yet to play on Monday night, the Rams opened as a nine-point home favorite, quickly bet down to eight-and-a-half after that loss. So they were saying, and the initial action was saying that that line of seven last week was a, perhaps a better indicator, so they bet it down. Chicago goes on the road, comes from behind, wins Monday night at San Diego. The game off the board during the playing of the Monday night game. Tuesday morning when the game went back up at the Westgate, St. Louis, instead of being a seven-point favorite as they were last week or a nine-point favorite as they were Sunday night, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. So Chicago given a bit of credit for that road win at San Diego. Still at seven and a half, the line slightly more than the, the seven that it was uh, a week ago. The two other uh, line adjustments that are, are worth noting: uh, Denver. Uh, playing uh, Kansas City this week. Last week, before going to Indianapolis, the Denver Broncos were seven-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Kansas City Chiefs in a rematch of a Week 2 game. Now, Denver goes on the road, suffers their first loss of the season at Indianapolis, 27-23, a legitimately played game, not a fluke loss at all. Kansas City, uh, they uh, I believe they were off last week, if I recall. Um, and when that line came up, there was an adjustment that was made. Denver crossing the key number of seven favored by just six and a half points so that's a key adjustment with uh, Kansas City off the bye and Indianapolis suffering their first loss of the season and then the Monday night game between Houston and Cincinnati Houston of course on a bye last week so they had no results to impact the adjustment of this line other than had any significant injuries come out during the bye week none did Cincinnati last Thursday night had beaten uh, beat Cleveland 31 to 10 this was after they were nine and a half point favorites for this Monday Monday night contest. When the line came back up on Sunday following the Thursday result, Cincinnati an 11 point home favorite that up since in many places to 11 and a half. So we've seen a, a point, point and a half adjustment in a lot of these games based upon uh, some, let's call it, uh, li- some results that did not reflect the closeness as expected by the point spread in those games. Andy Isco, we're visiting with from TheLogicalApproach.com. You can check out Andy's website to download his excellent weekly newsletter at TheLogicalApproach.com. And Andy, before I ask you your complimentary play on the football card this week, let our listeners know how they can contact you if they want to send you an email. 
Yeah, an email, the best way to get a hold of me, Logical7, that's L-O-G-I-C-A-L, the number 7, Logical7, at Cox.net, that's C-O-X.net. And, of course, on the website, thelogicalapproach.com, there is a place for folks to get a hold and send me some comments as well if they uh, misplace the email address. That's Andy Isco from thelogicalapproach.com. And, Andy, with that, I'm going to ask you for your complimentary play for our listeners out there this week, if you would. I'm going to go to the uh, game between Cleveland and Pittsburgh that's being played at Pittsburgh. The Steelers, roughly four-and-a-half-point home favorites in this contest. Of course, they will be without Ben Roethlisberger, as they were earlier in the year, uh, as he got injured and Landry Jones expected to get the start. He was uh, average at best. Well, uh, he uh, actually came in for Michael Vick, the original backup for Roethlisberger. Uh, Of course, uh, he had seen very little action. He's now seen a little bit more action over the past weeks and, of course, during this week. Uh, he uh, uh, will get the start for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Michael Vick expected to be back up. And this has been a pretty one-sided series at Pittsburgh for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, thus far this season, Cleveland ranks near the bottom of the league in many key areas, including a very weak rushing game, a poor defense, especially against the rush, and a propensity to lose the football. Now, at home under Mike Tomlin, since he became Steelers coach, uh, the Steelers are 8-0 and against the Browns with six double-digit wins in which the Browns scored 14 points or less. Even with uh, Roethlisberger's sideline and Le'Veon Bell out for the season, the Steelers continue to have a strong running game that should be able to dent and wear down the Cleveland Brown defense. Pittsburgh's defense, not as good as it's been in recent years, but still better than that of the Cleveland Browns by about a half yard per play. They also turn the ball over about a half time less per game than do the Cleveland Browns, and I mentioned that rushing defense, or the rushing difference, rather. Cleveland averaging 82 yards per game rushing the football. That's 31st in the league. Steelers at 135 yards per game. That's 5th in the league. I am looking for Pittsburgh to wear down the Cleveland Browns, who don't have a great comeback ability as far as playing on the road. I'm going to look for Pittsburgh's domination to continue in a game that Pittsburgh will have to be be prepared for, as they are very much in jeopardy of not being able to make a challenge for the wild card. It's all but conceded that Cincinnati is going to win the AFC North. Pittsburgh in contention with a few other teams as far as being able to make that wild card. They can't let the the opportunity for what should be a comfortable win slip through their fingers. Andy Isco taking advantage of value in the Pittsburgh Steeler game with Ben Roethlisberger watching the game with us. He likes the line and the factor the Pittsburgh Steelers also have a chip on their shoulder with revenge against the Browns from their last meeting for his complimentary play on the show this week. Andy, a great job once again on the show this week. I'm going to wish you the very best of luck, and I look forward to talking with you next week here on the show along with Victor. Victor, Mark, both of you have great weekends. Enjoy the football as we start getting closer to the climactic part of the 2015 season. That was Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com with another great segment as we get our Vegas vibe from Andy Isco each and every week on the show. Don't you go away. When we come back, we're going to close things out with our awesome angle of the week. Victor and I will also share with you our complimentary plays when we're back with more here on Mark Lawrence Against the Spread.
The all-new Playbook Cube is hands down the easiest to use sports information app on the market today. Whether it's lines, scores, streaming alerts, newsletter downloads, injuries, or betting tools, the Playbook Cube has it all. To download your Playbook Cube free of charge, simply visit the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, or the Amazon Store. Find out for yourself why the Playbook app received a five-star rating. Only on the Playbook Cube will you find sports pages covering every NFL and college football team, college and NFL coaches and NFL starting quarterback spread records, power ratings, football newsletters, and much more. That's the Playbook Cube, C-U-B-E. It's where day trading meets sports gaming. Get your cube today and start winning tonight. Hey, sports fans. Football season is here, and it's time to get in on the action. MyBookie.ag is an industry-leading website that offers odds and action on your favorite games. Take advantage of the MyBookie specials before they're gone. Call toll-free at 1-844-900-2387 or visit us online at MyBookie.ag to open an account. Pull out your smartphone to sign up with our user-friendly mobile site for on-the-go action. What are you waiting for? Come join mybookie.ag today. Call toll-free at 844-900-2387 or go online to mybookie.ag to open an account and start winning today. Only the biggest, only the best, only at mybookie.ag. Sign up today. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. From the hot South Florida sun, it's Mark Lawrence with his awesome, awesome Angle of the Week. And let's get to it, guys. This is our Awesome Angle of the Week. We're going to go to college football once again this week. This Awesome Angle comes directly from this week's Playbook Football News that are our Awesome Angle of the Week. We call it 40 times 3. And what we're looking to do is to plan any college football home dog if they scored 40 or more points in each of their last three football games. Just that simple. A college football home dog who scored 40 or more points in their last three football games. We don't get a lot of plays since 1980. There have been 24 plays, but they've gone 20 and 4 against the spread. That's an 83% winning proposition. Our 40 times 3 awesome angle play this week will be on Troy, the Troy Trojans, for our awesome angle play on the football card this Saturday. And with that, I'm going to hand it off to Victor King for his wrap-up of his complimentary play on the show, and he'll also let you know what he's got going on tap this week at King Creole Sports. Victor? Thanks a lot, Mark. You know, uh, Mark, uh, I like playing poker. I also love watching poker on TV, and of course, we're recording the podcast here on Wednesday morning, and last night, Tuesday night on ESPN, they finally got around to showing the final few hours of the final table of the World Series of Poker. And hats off to Joe McKean of Philadelphia. He's a self-proclaimed average Joe from the outskirts of Philadelphia. He brought home the bacon, and it's 7.68 million prize on Tuesday wearing his uh, Allen Iverson jersey. So in honor of average Joe, we're going to kind of push all our chips in the middle of the table here and go all in. We touched a little bit on the Patriots-Giants over and why we liked it. Uh, earlier in the podcast, I do have a little bit more information. The, the, the Giants' offense, uh, they were in a little bit of a quagmire in the early portion of the season, but they finally started to come alive as of late. They've scored 27, 49, 
and 32 points in their last three games. That's an average of uh, 36.0. Non-division underdogs of a touchdown or more points like the Giants, who scored 31 or more points in each of their last two games, have gone 6-0-1 since the 2002 season. Now, Mark touched on the fact that uh, the Giants are ranked dead last in defense in the NFL. That's number 32. And in fact, in their last five games, this Giants defense has given up 452 yards per game. So the Patriots, man, they should be able to put up plenty of points against this uh, horrific Giants defense. New England is ranked number two in overall offense at 420 yards per game, number one in scoring offense at 34.5 points per game. Uh, On a final note, Mark, you know, there's a – there's a reason that the Patriots have potential here to run up the score. You touched it on your side play segment in this game since 2008. The only team they have not beaten in the entire league is the New York Giants. So what better place to go pedal to the metal for 60 minutes than the Meadowlands? Uh, in this week's totals tip sheet, we can't ignore the fact that these late afternoon kickoff games in the NFL, they've gone over the total 68% of the time. Two more of those games went over last week. There are three late afternoon kickoff games this week. This one's got the best over potential. These late afternoon, just after 4 o'clock Eastern kickoff games have gone 21 and 10 over under on the season. So we could very easily see some sort of final score like 34 to 31, 37 to 34, 38 to 35. No matter how you slice it, it should be a back-and-forth shootout-type game. I wouldn't be surprised if we got into the 80s. But either way, Patriots-Giants over the total. Now, Mark, with that said, there's an over in the NFL this week that we like actually even more. We've got a little bit even more ammunition behind it. It's going to be our four-star over the week. It'll be up at playbook.com. And Speedy's got a good feel for the underdogs these days in the NFL. Jacksonville Jaguars last week, they covered against the Jets. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, two weeks ago, outright win over the Atlanta Falcons. And Speedy has another dog that he really likes this week. That'll also be up at playbook.com. Best of luck to everybody. Your play as well, Mark. Patriots-Giants over the total. Victor King goes over the total once again to reiterate his play on the Giants-Patriots game this Sunday. Be sure to join Victor for his big four-star over play of the weekend. Speedy's top dog play, all available from King Creole Sports at Playbook. Before I get to my complimentary play, this note here, I want to let our listeners know that at mybookie.ag, the only sports book that I, Mark Lawrence, personally endorse, you can get up to a $1,000 sign-up bonus. All you need to do is to mention the promo code PLAYBOOK when you log on at mybookie.ag to get up to a $1,000 sign-up bonus or you can call toll-free to sign up and get more information at mybookie.ag. The number is 1-855-612-BETS. That's a toll-free number, 855-612-2387, mybookie.ag. And I also want to remind our listeners out there that my College Football Revenge Game of the Week is going to kick off this Saturday. We've had an outstanding run on these College Football Revenge Plays of the Year. Last year's Revenge Play of the Year was the Ohio State Buckeyes when they took four points against Michigan State and won the game by 12 straight up in the field. We've gone 13-2 and 
on these plays since 1999. You can pick up my college football revenge game of the year this weekend, part of another $99 football weekend of winners. All you need to do is to log on at playbook.com or give our office a call toll-free. The number is 1-800-321-7777 for the College Football Revenge Game of the Year and our $99 Football Weekend of Winners. My complimentary play on the football show this week, we're going to go inside the ACC Conference and grab the points with NC State, the Wolfpack, when they take on the Florida State Seminoles. And I'll say this from the get-go, this is not the same Florida State Seminole football team that we've come to admire the past four years. You take a look at this team here. They come in here just one and two straight up the last three football games. They've been outstanding in two of those three contests as well. And this is the first time since 2011 that a Florida State football team has dropped two conference games in the same season. When you look inside the numbers, this is all from our midweek alert statistical football newsletter this week. You can also download that at playbook.com. It's having a great season as well. The midweek tells us when you do common opponents on these two football teams, they played four common opponents. Florida State has been an average favorite of seven points in those games. NC State an average favorite of two points in those games. You look inside the stats in those four common opponents, Florida State has been outgained 14 yards a game, while NC State has won the yards 11 yards a game. You've got an NC State football team here that also brings in the better defense in this contest. They're 9-1 to the spread the last 10 games in the series. They will not be intimidated by the Seminoles. I'll play the Wolfpack NC State plus the points for my complimentary play on the show this week. And that's going to put the final wraps on this edition of Mark Lawrence against the spread. I want to thank our co-host Victor King from King Creole Sports. Andy Isco joining us from TheLogicalApproach.com in Las Vegas. And our good friend Jack Reynolds, who we know is listening from above. Until next week, once again, this is Mark Lawrence reminding you to always to remember to bet with your head, not over it, and good luck as always.